The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And thriving again in 2010 is what we are doing. We have so much to talk about this year. There's so many uh, different aspects of change that are happening across the globe, but many are coming from you. I so appreciate all of the emails. If you want to share your thoughts with us, just send us an email at info, I-N-F-O, at thedrpatshow.com. Uh, some of you have written handwritten letters, and it's just been an crazy, just crazy, wonderful time with you so far this year. And we've got lots and lots planned for you as well moving forward. Thank you so much for tuning us in and turning us on. I want to make sure that if you want to find out more about The Dr. Pat Show, go to our website, www.thedrpatshow.com or simply drpatlive.com. Joining me today is Dr. David Eigen. He's joining me because he and I talked about a number of different things in previous interviews. But, you know, today we're going to be talking about um, uh, what it's like to connect with another person. You know, what is it about men and women that get together that makes it absolutely incredible? And the other part of the conversation is, you know, do shows like The Bachelor actually work? Why do people believe in them? And, you know, what is it about this particular bachelor that has caused uh, apparently record-breaking ratings for the show? But more importantly, what are the dynamics that go on? Uh, Dr. Eigen's book, Women, the, uh, Women, the Goddesses of Wisdom, uh, is something that I've read and we've talked about on previous shows. Today, we've got so much to chat about. But, you know, he is the author of the award-winning book, Men, the Gods of Love. He's written and discussed why powerful men cheat and lie and the reasons their wives stand by them. He's appeared on CNN uh, and on numerous radio and television shows. He's joining us here today uh, so that we could take a look at the flip side of things, the journey of womanhood. Uh, Dr. Eigen, thank you for joining us today. Welcome to the show. Dr. Pat, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be back. So what do you think about The Bachelor, the fact that this is apparently one of the most watched Bachelor shows to date? Well, I think that, that whole, the whole concept behind this is, is uh, illusion. It's fairy tale. And um, fairy tale sells. People want to believe in it. They want to think this is real. Um, I, you know, my personal opinion towards these type of things is I find them horrific. And the reason I find them horrific is they continue the myths. Um, and, and the fairy tale is simply, you know, the prince, hero, whatever you want to call him, rescues the princess or, uh, or uh, you know, the, the sleeping beauty, the whatever, and he rescues her from her imprisonment, and they go off, and what do they do? 
they lived happily ever after. Exactly. And I remember, and I remember looking at this going, as a child, I, and I, of course I wanted the princess. You know, there's no question about this. I'm a guy, I wanted the princess. However, I also said, and, and they scared me, and I also said, uh, but they don't know each other. And that hasn't changed. They don't know each other. So there's this fa- fabulous show that they don't know each other on. Well, and, you know, certainly people have really gotten to the place where they've wrapped their minds around this idea that you could go on television for, um, what is it, 10 weeks, find the love of your life, live happily ever after, um, spend time in Hawaii and places that you probably wouldn't go on a day-to-day basis. And yet at the same time, there's a fascination. Now, you know, you've, You've written um, women, the goddess, the goddesses of wisdom, but that's that's also sort of a follow up, you know, to the book Men, the Gods of Love, and I want to talk about both of these, especially in the context of our pop culture. You know, some people would say, shouldn't it be the other way around? Shouldn't it be women, the goddesses of love, and men, the goddesses of wisdom? And, you know, that question came up a couple of days ago based on what we know and what we believe about men and women. Right. That's exactly the case. That's the reason I wrote these books, because we got it backwards. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> let me tell you how I got this. Uh, as I started this research project, and this is really a three-book series, the final book will be The Sacred Dance. And it's about, I realize that in relationship, we, we're... The whole bottom line, the whole basis for which we act as human beings is is wrong. That's why we have such a crazy world. And I said, wait a second, what is it missing here? Well, men don't know who they are because they've been taught one thing. Women don't know who they are because they've been taught another thing. And we both try to come together and create a relationship when we don't even know who we are. So my books are about creating that. And I look back to the ancient world. And in the ancient world, the gods of love were men. And the gods of goddesses of wisdom, the gods of wisdom, were women, and were. Uh, I, and I looked at this and said, "Isn't that strange? We, in this world, it's the opposite, and we have exactly done that. We've we've reversed the whole thing." When we take a look at our lives, and we're you know specifically what you're talking about, um, women, the goddesses of wisdom. Where does that stem from? What's the journey that you take us on to have us um, believe that there is an essence that shows up in relationship? And, and women are the goddess of wisdom archetype. Yes. Well, the, here's, here's what you have to understand, first of all, about why we're not. In, this is for both men and women. We are all told that parts of us are wrong. So the easiest example uh, is simply for men, they're told, big boys, don't cry, shut your feelings down. Now, it's really difficult for a man to be a god of love without feelings. For a woman, she said, she's told, oh, honey, don't trouble your little self with that. We'll take care of it for you. And uh, we'll make it all right for you, and you just go ahead and uh, make it all frilly and pink and, per- and perfect. And, uh, and they also look at, so right away they're told they're, they're not quite equal on the same level. And then secondly, they look at the way men act, and they go, hmm, I don't want to be like that. That's heartless. So they reject the masculine energy. And the, what people don't realize is men have the inner feminine energy, the feelings that's there. Whether you like it or not, too bad, it's there. And if you don't deal with it, it will create havoc. Women have an inner masculine energy, and if you don't like it, it will create havoc. So you have to be aware of that part of yourself, and once you do, then it, it takes you on a different journey um, when you, you use it in partnership, 
which is really what relationship is about. But first, we have to have the partnership, the inner partnership. Well, you know, there there are fundamental differences. I think, you know, especially if we look like a sh- you know at a show like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Some people say that men buy don't buy into it at all, but you know, women watch it. You know, sitting on the edge of their seats. Um, what is it that men know that women don't know, so to speak? Okay, and that's a great uh, question. And let's let's stick with women, the goddesses of wisdom, the book, and exactly. the context behind that. So here's the deal. Women uh, are inherently able to go out in every direction. They're not limited as men are, um, and they can touch the face of God. They can go in multi, many directions. However, it's not focused, and to men, that appears like emotional chaos. They think it's crazy, and if you ask men what they think about women, well, they think they're crazy. They can't understand them. They're like, what the hell is that? So this is uh, because of the fact that without their, their inner masculine to focus that incredible multidimensional, multidirectional, unlimited ability, it is chaos. But once they take on what, the natural part of their own soul, of their being, which is the masculine energy, which will then focus it, they then become goddesses of wisdom, which means you can still be a feminine woman and be a goddess of wisdom at the same time. And then men can then trust you and have you as partners and, and count on you to be there. But that has to be taken in. And obviously the opposite is true for, for men. Men need to take on their feelings. And then, then, once they've taken on their feelings, they can rise out of that, that juggernaut in one direction. I don't feel anything. I'm just going to, uh, you know, I'm going to do whatever I do without any kind of compassion or empathy because that's my job. And they can all of a sudden start to have feelings about it and be compassionate and bring themselves out of that rut and into the ability to touch um, and be multidirectional like women. And so men then shift into gods of love. Women shift in by taking on their masculine energy into, into being goddesses of wisdom. Oh, you know, how many people have asked you, Dr. Eigen, how many people have asked you uh, about writing a book about women uh, and saying, you know, where do you, you know, where do you get sort of the, the background to write this book about, about women? Yeah, I've, I've had that question. <laughs> well, times. you're not, you know, you sit, you're, I gotta tell you, you're in good company. I mean, can you imagine how many times, uh, you know, the author of Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus was asked that question. Uh, so you're in good company with that. It's not that, um, I think people don't expect men to be able to talk about women. And yet at the same time, we do expect women to talk about men. Isn't it kind of an interesting <laughs> dilemma? It is. It is. And both, both when men talk about women and women talk about men, they're usually wrong. But what they're seeing is also right. They're seeing the superficial. For example, they may see women as being chaotic emotionally, and they go, and what do they do? They judge it as wrong instead of saying, oh, it's just lacking the masculine focus. But uh, if we can get that to focus, we've got ourselves a goddess of wisdom here. Uh, women look at men and they go, look at this. They only want sex. They don't care about anything else, and they're, they're heartless. And they don't realize that, in fact, it's just because they've been told that feelings are wrong and shameful, so they've... they've uh, disassociated from them, and that's you know, exactly what happens. What's interesting about what you're saying, if we go back to our pop culture for a minute, and we go back to The Bachelor, which is on right now, you know, let's just talk about this for a minute. Um, here you have this guy that, uh, this pilot, drives the big, you know, flies the big planes, on the surface looks like, you know, a man's man. But the flip side of that is that, you know, this guy is getting killed by talk show hosts like Regis Philbin. I mean, 
you know, every time his name comes up, there is a criticism like, oh, my God, was he crying again? So is this really a strange place for men to be right now in our pop culture? I mean, here you've got this guy that represents probably, um, you know, the, the, the archetype that most women want to be with and probably a, a lot of men want to be like, except he cries. Well, and, and interestingly enough, that's exactly what men need to do. And the fact that he, he is being berated for that is just part of the patriarchal culture coming out in, uh, let's say, out of the mouth of Regis Philbin. But in reality, men do, do they, they should cry. In fact, when a man cries, it's very powerful. Because, it's, you know, when women cry, often, it, you know, it's like, oh, that flower's so pretty, and they start crying, and men look at them going, uh, okay, um, but you know, because it it seems like it's it's uh, silly, and sometimes I have noticed in women that they seem to cry at the drop of a hat for no, for no reason at all, and maybe it's a little too much. But for men, but still, that's women, and I'm going to allow that to be what it is. But for a man, when he cries, you know, it's something real from his heart, and that is exactly what you're. You're right. Uh, that's what the, why he's so popular. This bachelor is because there is that feeling aspect of him. And the, uh, but you know, it's very interesting. My experience, and you'd asked me earlier how I could even write about women. You know, first of all, I have a thousand client hours with, with women, uh, and I have to done the work, the personal work, to get right. back to myself reattached to my feelings. Well, and let's talk about that when we come back, I, because I, I want to, okay. I, I want people to get an understanding of what your journey has been like. You know, and, sure. and, and then we're going to talk about how you write about, how you talk about women. Um, especially the, the chapter in the book that's called Truth. I'm, I'm here with Dr. David Eigen. Women, the goddesses of wisdom. That's his latest book, The Journey of Womanhood. It gives you a perspective that many of us don't take the time to look at as being female. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pacho. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And when we come back, what does Dr. David say about truth? Where does it fit in? in the conversation of wisdom. And is it women that do it better than men? We'll find out when we come back with the Dr. Pat Show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you suffer from insomnia, body aches, fatigue, brain fog, digestive problems, weight gain, or anxiety? You may be dealing with unmanaged stress. The stress detective looks for the hidden messages within your stress and partners with you to create a wellness program to dismantle stress from the inside out. Learn to manage your stress, and you can stop illness in its tracks. Call Susan Tyler at 888-629-4949 or visit StressDetective.net. Are you tired or struggling to get to where you want to be in your life? Want some help getting to that next level? Hi, I'm Dr. Melody Ivory, personal growth expert and passionate champion of your complete success. I'm excited to give you powerful books, teas, and coaching to help you easily transform your life from the inside out. Now is the time to make your life sing. Visit MelodyIvory.com for free articles, poetry, and affirmations. That's MelodyIvory.com. 
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. I'm having a great time with uh, Dr. David Eigen joining me on the show today, award-winning author of the book, Men, the Gods of Love. And this one I've got in my hot little hand right here, Women, the Goddesses of Wisdom. Uh, and I want to make sure you all know that you can go to David's website, uh, davideigen.com, E-I-G-E-N.com, and find out all about what he's up to. Uh, David, I know that, that we're talking about you and your experience, and I want our listeners to understand who you are as well. You were getting ready to talk about, you know, why it is you can write about this. Tell our listeners about what your experience is with your clients and the people that have come to you over the years. Sure. Uh, well, first of all, I have a, a thousand client hours with uh, women, and uh, you know, I learned something. And, and and in fact, what I learned, interestingly enough, from all of my experiences, uh, as an aside here, is that we're all very much the same. We're not different. Why? You know, it used to seem like there was ten thousand and one different uh, issues and way you have to deal with it. And when you boil it all down, we're all we all want to be loved. We all don't feel good about that. We all don't know what to do. We're confused. There's so many different things that, that, that occur. And this has been what I have experienced with people, which I think is uh, uh, just, you know, and it, it was an amazing awareness for me. So what I did is I went, I, I journeyed this, and, and this actually started from my own journey, uh, which started with my divorce in 97. And I realized that, you know, after I got past the fact that it was all her fault, and she got, and of course she thought it was all my fault, and I realized, okay, it, we're, we're, we're both partners in the dance, and, and we're both uh, equally responsible for the uh, failure of our marriage. I realized, you know, that, that doesn't explain it all. And, and I said, it's a much bigger picture of our life, and here are these two little players within this whole uh, play of life, this play of consciousness. And I started looking around and going, wait a second. This seems like it may be the underlying perceptions or paradigm of what life is and who we are. And, for example, I looked at myself as, uh, you know, uh, big, and, and looked at what I was taught. And I was taught, of course, like most men, all men, in fact, big boys don't cry, shut your feelings down, suck it up. And, rep- and I was taught to replace my needs, my emotional needs, um, uh, which with sex, um, because that was acceptable as a man. Um, and, but it, what was not acceptable is I couldn't tell you I'm scared, lonely, or ne- needy. So I started realizing that and allowing that part to come come out of me and my feelings to, uh, you know, develop and, or redevelop them after being repressed for all these years. And um, what, I, what I found was all of a sudden those inscrutable creatures called females, which, you know, I never thought you'd, anybody would ever understand, they all of a sudden became very easy to understand because all I had to do was be in touch with my feelings and I'd go, oh, that's feelings, <laughs> where before it was something from another planet. <laughs> And that was the key. I started realizing what it was. And then as I started watching that and understanding this and developing these things, I went back to school, got my Ph.D., and started doing the work I, I've been doing. And I found it was very interesting looking at this dynamic. And uh, I actually don't agree that we're from Mars and Venus. I believe well, I think we there are, are a lot of people that don't agree with that. Right. I think we're opposite sides of the same coin. 
And that's, that's interesting. My, Tell me more about that. My inner opposite is my is the feminine side, the part that, as a man, I've been told is wrong. Women's inner inner side is the inner masculine side, the part that they've been told is wrong. So we separate from that, and separation from a part of yourself is called disassociation. And a disassociative disorder is a clinical diagnosis, and it's a major uh, diagnosis. Uh, and, and, in fact, it's uh, the replacement for what used to be called the multiple personality disorder. And so, basically, disassociation is not a good thing, and that we teach ourselves disassociation is unbelievable and, and wrong, just absolutely wrong, and uh, we need to be connected with every part of ourselves. Uh, and the, the, when it drives, when, when you're, like for a man, he's afraid of taking on his emotions, and I know as I took on mine, it would seem like that too, because when I would cry, it was like this huge well of, of, of energy coming up. And what it was, was it was that because I had 50 years of, of repression. Uh, and so, or, you know, 40, 50 years, of all the stuff that I put in there that I puffed it out, you know, Mr. Macho here. And it started to come out. And then as I did my work, it started to clear. And now, you know, when I have something that bothers me, I... You know, I'm, I'm appropriate with that. But I will say, and I can understand why men are afraid of this now, is that for them, it's like they feel like they're going to go crazy. There's so much emotion bottled up inside of them. And if you realize that that's what's going on with men, um, you can be more understanding and help them in a gentle way to release, to release that and to bring that out because that's certainly not the, uh, the, the current model. Well, it's and interesting, and we were talking about this the other day, um, you know, not too long ago, you could go outside or go to a park, and basically you'd see mostly women taking their children to the park and the dogs to the park. Now it's a very different landscape. Uh, it's not just women bringing their kids to the park. We see a lot more men involved in child raising, and that in itself has been an incredible shift in the way things happen between men and women. Yes. And I think that is an incredible shift. And in fact, uh, uh, my former wife uh, worked long, long hours. And although I had also my business, I had enough time to come home and pick up my kids. And I got to tell you, what a blessing it was for for me to have to take care of my kids, because it, it was I, I was like, okay, the day's over, I get to go home and 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 be with my with my babies. And I just absolutely loved it. And when I got married, part of the agreement that we would get married and have kids, and I was like, rrr, rrr. <laughs> now, I, I, I don't know if I want kids. I don't know if it's a good thing. I, you know, I, I had a thousand and one reasons, and I was not a happy camper about that. And I capitulated to that uh, agreement, and all of a sudden my babies were born and my life changed. And all I can say is it was the most wonderful experience I've ever had, and I am so glad and it's what started me on this journey, which has started the feelings, because I remember that I even said to my ex-wife, they're doing something to my heart, it's, and, and, I, I, and it felt like it was magic. And, and I said, it's for their, my first baby soul was, was laying on me uh, after she had just been born, and I said, oh, my God. And, I, and what was happening was just, she was opening my heart, and I was getting to the point where I could start to feel, I could start to allow that in. And that's how I learned and what this journey was about. I had to come out of the role I had, which was, you know, the hero protector provider, you know, and, and I made uh, lots of money and I had the big house and the two new cars and, you know, all the things I was supposed to and I was totally miserable, totally miserable. And 
you know, uh, you know, and certainly my ex had her own issues. But part of the problem was is even if she was perfect, the absolute perfect woman on on the, the planet, I would still not be able to have taken that in because simply I was shut down. So I had well, to know, learn how to take on in feelings. You know, what we're talking about is men expressing a level of vulnerability. That doesn't mean yeah. that women are not in the same you know, category of doing that. But we're seeing this time and time again. Uh, you, you know, in your book, Women, the Goddesses of Wisdom, you know, you refer to a chapter which is called Truth. And yeah. I wanted to address the issue of truth with you and the way that you talk about it in the book. I mean, clearly there could be conversations that we're having that, you know, talk about how popular it is for men to seem vulnerable on television and so forth. But there's a conversation about truth and directing the masculine for women. Would you talk about that for a minute? Well, first of all, you know, to thine own self be true. And uh, and it must follow as the night follows the day. Thou cannot be false to any man. That's from Hamlet, mm-hmm. you know, Shakespeare's Hamlet. And basically... To have to, to be alive, to have a real relationship with the world, forget your partner. It has to be the truth because every time you live in that uh, in, in not in the truth, not in in integrity, you actually damage your self esteem and you damage your ability to take in love and to feel connected. And what do we feel? We walk around like we're little islands disconnected from each other, and we tell each other lies. We come up with things. We have a thousand and one excuses and rationalizations. And uh, we pretty up stories to, you know, and basically uh, my feeling to life is you tell the truth, the whole truth, and uh, nothing but the truth to help you, God. And I mean that sincerely and sincerely because that's what this is really about. I believe we are all part of the divine universal consciousness, whatever you want to call it, and we must be in the truth. And when you are, you're much more clear, much more powerful with that. And, uh, and, And it takes this to be able to focus. Well, this is really a conversation I think that so many people are having. That's why we get back to the conversation about The Bachelor and, you know, folks saying, wow, you know, this is not true, but it's my, it's, it's what I want to be true. I want this to be true. I want chocolates. I want roses. I want dinners at the top of some mountain. You know, I want this. I want to fly in the plane. Um, I want to be able to do all these things. And, you know, is it part of our problem. society that we've been brought yeah, up like I, that? I mean, of course, you know, we were just... Tale. Yes, exactly, but don't we love them, David? <laughs> oh, not we love them because we don't know anything else. And that's where the problem comes in. We don't understand what we really need and what we really want inside. So we've been taught structure. Structure is ideas and concepts that will express that. Like, for example, if I give you uh, an, an orange... So whatever rose, yellow, orange rose on, on Valentine's Day, that means you're, I'm not sure. And um, But if I give you a red rose, I, that means love. Of course, that's nonsense. If I pick out the most beautiful rose in the, in the flower shops and give you the most beautiful rose, that's what I'm giving to you. But um, I've had that exact experience where I was told that, and I was like going, huh? And so we get caught up. That's a structure. And in this person's mind, it had to be red in order to be loved. And... You know, we're taught these things, and we get caught in them. We're, we, we have songs that sing about them. We, we talk about the material girl. We talk about the accumulation. We have diamonds are a girl's best friends and Mary Wright and all these other things. And all of this means to a woman that it has to do with the material outer world. And it's so totally wrong. 
um, because it's not about the outer world. What, you, what a woman really needs is a soul connection with her mate, and that's what a man needs. We both need the same thing, but we both have replaced it with structures that actually prevent both of us from ever feeling fulfilled. Yes, we're definitely going at it in different ways. One of the things I love about the way you write about this, you really don't leave any stone unturned. Uh, joining me today on the Dr. Pat Show, Dr. David Eigen, when we come back, women, the goddesses of wisdom, when we come back, we're going to be talking about grief, anger, and rage. Whose job is that anyway? You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And for more about us, go to www.thedrpatshow.com or simply Dr. Pat Live. We'll be right back with the show, and we're going to delve down into that energy of grief, anger, and rage. Is it all about the men, or do women have some of that going on? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. How would you like increased health and vitality? Would you like relief from acute or chronic health issues? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? Would you like relief from allergy, weight, and digestive issues? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural technique. Whether you seek relief from health issues or desire to live at your optimum health and vitality, contact reflex analysis is a profound method which detects imbalances at a subclinical level, restoring health issues before they arise while increasing vitality and longevity. Discover CRA. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Every day we're moving toward wellness or away from wellness. I'd like to be your partner in achieving your optimal health and well-being. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Reach your full potential and increase energy with the superfood of the Inca, Maca Magic. Maca naturally balances hormones, relieves symptoms of PMS, menopause, and erectile dysfunction. Maca increases energy, stamina, and endurance without caffeine. Visit MacaRoot.com. That's M-A-C-A Root.com. Call 541-846-6222. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Living your life to the max means that you can have everything you want. Empowerment Psychic Linda Dickinson can show you where you're headed and teach you how to change your future. Linda will share with you the messages of those who have passed before you. For a private session, visit InMyFuture.com or call 800-206-9096. Listen to Linda Dickinson on The Dr. Pat Show. Call in and hear how you can be the producer, director, and lead in your life. Today is the day to start living your life to the max. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by Dr. David Eigen joining me on the show today and his latest book, Women, the Goddesses of Wisdom. You know, we're talking about what Dr. David has discovered, uh, uh, you know, countless 
clients that he's gotten to talk to, but how he's actually been able to articulate this in the book. Um, one of the things, David, and thank you so much for joining us today, one of the things that I think shows up in the book, and actually there are a couple of them that we'll talk about, but the, the first one really that I was drawn to is the chapter on grief, anger, and rage. Um, and, and I want to bring this up for a couple of reasons because, you know, when when growing up in a corporate culture, it was really okay for a lot of men to show anger. That was an expression, especially if there was something that went wrong, a client that didn't get closed, budgets that didn't get met. You know, there were, I had a boss that banged on the table. But now let's flip the switch a minute. You know, imagine a woman in an executive you know, position banging on the table. There is a perception in our society, or at least some of the, you know, the leading uh, people in the field believe there's a perception that, you know, women, while they can cry, they just don't do well with anger. It's true. And the reason for that is simply that, as for men, remember we discussed earlier that men are allowed anger and the replacement for every other emotion, sex. That's the and that makes them that, that those are the that's what men are allowed in the particular uh, patriarchal mind frame. Women in the in this mind frame are allowed all emotions except for anger, and that's because uh, nice girls don't get angry, and women know this. And what happens is that they they don't know how to express it. It gets bottled up just like with men. And instead of, uh, and you have to understand that anger is, when it's expressed, is creating a boundary. It's a clear thing. That's unacceptable. Do not do that. That you've created a boundary. You've told the person where it's at, what you need, what what works for you, what doesn't, and you've expressed that in a very strong way. Now, what happens is that if you bottle anger up, what comes out is not only rage at this person, but it's all the other bottled up energy. Now, men. Do it by yelling, screaming, and pounding on the on the uh, table. Women um, will, will will either come out and they will look look or act what seems like bitchy, or they'll do the oh that's so special. And meanwhile, the knife is coming out and stabbing you in the back. But it's an expression of rage. It is not creating a boundary. Anger is there to create a boundary, which says this is acceptable, this is not acceptable. And we have to learn that that's the important thing, um, and it is so important in life. Now, when, when we move, go ahead. You have questions. Well, when you know, and this is really something that I think we're all learning about, and you know how men interpret a woman's anger as well. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just like we were talking about earlier for men, and and there being a shift right now about watching men cry, for women at least. Uh, and I really refer to other men. You know, there's some men that don't like to see it. I mean, you know, one of the most well-known celebrities right now. Uh, folks that you see on television who absolutely abhors people crying is Donald Trump. And he makes no bones about that. And whether you're a man or a woman, but now we're talking about anger. It seems like sometimes, um, you know, in, in situations, men sort of get a pass to show that expression. I wanted to ask you a question. Isn't it equally destructive? for men not to be able to cry and women not to be able to be angry. Dr. Pat. Uh, I don't know what happened there. I guess that question... 
the question that I was asking is, you know, aren't we at a crossroads now where we have to get to the place where it's okay for men to cry and women to be angry? Exactly. And, and we have to understand what that even means because men, uh, you know, one of the reasons men don't like to cry is because they, they think it's, they're supposed to act like a woman. They don't need to act like a woman. They can do it in, and express their grief in a masculine way. There just aren't a lot of models for that. So we have to create that. Women, um, you know, being catty and backstabbing and all that is how women uh, are taught to express their anger, to be the mean girl type of thing. W- instead of just simply being powerful and saying, that's not acceptable. I don't like that. Do not do that. And creating a clear thing so they go, oh, well, that's really okay. And meanwhile, they stick their foot out and try and trip you. And, uh, you know, or they take it in. Because here's the other thing women don't get. When they don't express that anger and they repress it, guess who they take it out on? Themselves. Well, this is really part of the the cycle that we're talking about here. I mean, you even refer to a chapter in the book called The Dark Queen. I actually think that could be like a movie or or a television series. You know, I mean, the dark side, the dark queen, and women actually, you know, expressing their masculine side. It seems like we're doing a little bit less of that as opposed to 10 years ago where women were actually in a place where they were kind of feeling that that masculine muscle out. What's your take? What's your take on that? Well, I think that uh, I think basically that uh, when it comes to these energies, these masculine energies, women don't like anger because what they have seen and experienced from men is rage, which is their repressed anger, and so they look at that and go, "Ooh, <laughs> I don't want to do that." And so they don't understand that they're not seeing anger in a, in a healthy form. They're seeing rage, and there's such a confusion about it. Uh, and you know what they're what they're seeing from men is the explosion, the releasing of pent up emotional tension, tension, uh, like a pressure cooker, and the valve in a pressure cooker releasing. That's what rage is. When anger anger never gets repressed. It doesn't go into the shadow. It doesn't get it put into that little boiling cauldron inside. Uh, which shouldn't be boiling to begin with, but it usually is. And that's the kinds of thing, that's the dark side. And the qu- dark queen lives from that place. And so the, uh, that's the, and yes, the shadow or dark side is in everybody, whether you like it or not, ladies, that includes you too. And it's very important to understand that and understand just how it, it affects you and it affects your partners. And uh, it, it holds you back from being who you truly are, which is the goddess of wisdom. And that's what I talk about in my books, is about how to get to that place within yourself where you're, not, you're actually expressing wisdom, not rage, not anger, not uh, personal demands that may actually be, and often aren't, really what you need or want. You know, uh, we are going to talk about a number of other things, but, you know, you outlined sort of a, a wide range of, of conversations around this. One of the things that you talk about as well is, you know, you talk about uh, midlife and the changes that happen at midlife. And I wanted to ask you about that. Um, you know, is this something that you pointed to in your other book when you were referring to men? And what's the difference? In your perspectives, uh, from a you know, midlife for women and midlife for men. Well, it, we both have midlife. We both mm-hmm. have crises, uh, and it uh, for men we always hear about it. And, and uh, you know, where what it is is men have been taught a role. They go out and do the roles. I know I did, and then one day they in the round in the mid forties, <laughs> which is what <laughs> I did too. I said, uh, "Hmm, 
how come I've been successful and at what I'm supposed to be and I still don't feel okay? And that's what the, what midlife is. It's where you start questioning what in God's name this is all about. Why am I doing this? What is the uh, story? What is this for? You know, what can we do about this? So the, um, uh, you know, basically we're looking at a different, um, a different way of handling uh, what is going on now for a woman? She also she's questioning. Okay, I've done the kids, I've done the family thing. Uh, maybe I have my own uh, profession. Maybe I don't. Whatever it is, and how come I still? It's not quite right. There's an uneasiness in there, and we don't know what that uneasiness is. And we, uh, in in inside, we feel it's us, but we don't want to believe that, so we project it onto our partners and say it's them. So we go looking for new partners or new experiences. Is, is there a generalization about midlife? And what I mean by that is, um, yes, there's there's a conversation of I go looking for new partners. But is it different? And this is really kind of the question I have about, you know, w- women are the goddesses of wisdom. And what I mean by that is, you know, is it is it one way towards the other, weighted one way towards the other. Are men looking for new partners and women looking for new lives? Because this is what I hear. I hear that the midlife crisis, a lot of times for women, isn't necessarily I'm looking for a new mate. It's more or less I'm looking for my life's purpose. That's probably a generalization that we can't scientifically make. But I wanted to know from your perspective, is that something that's been showing up in your practice? Absolutely, and purpose is also really underlying it for men because, in fact, there's chapters in there on purpose. In uh-huh. that book. And um, that is exactly what we're looking for, but, you know, for men, because we're taught that uh, it's all about sex, what do we look for? Well, I'm, I must not be feeling fulfilled because I'm not feeling fulfilled sexually, so therefore i got to find a new partner, and we get very stuck in that. Men are taught sex addiction and they get stuck there. Women, uh, on the other hand, uh, aren't taught that, so they start going, well, okay, it must be my whole life, so maybe I need a new mate, a new life, and, you know, whatever that looks like. And the problem is, is I'm pretty sure you've heard the saying, you know, the grass is always greener, and when you get there, you're still you. Yeah, that's right. And that's that's the problem, is we don't, we don't, we shouldn't be looking outside, we need to look inside. What's missing on the inside? What are we doing that prevents us from feeling the fulfillment and the light that we are? And I have a little quote here from Dr. Carl Jung, um, and, you know, the, he, he is the, what I call the father of transpersonal psychology, the school that I follow. And, Absolutely. Um, um, I'm going to read you what he says about midlife. Okay. He says, that the task of midlife is not to look into the light, but to bring light into the darkness. The latter procedure, however, is disagreeable and therefore not popular. And what he's saying is simply that it's easier to change the outside, to be material, to get more things. I need another diamond. I need a faster car. I need a faster woman. Whatever it is, than going into and looking at the parts within that we, it's like, eh, I don't want to look in there, you know. In fact, I remember once I, I did all, all exclusively trance work, hypnosis. And I remember I had a client come to me, a woman, and she said, uh, you know, she knew what I did. She knew I do deep, deep, uh, you know, work. I don't, uh, I don't do any superficial thing. We're not going to talk about how to button your buttons correctly. That's for you to handle. We're going to go into the, into your inner, inner places, your inner hells and clean that up. And she came willingly and knowingly and got on the table. We started going in there and she, she like stopped the procedure and said, I don't want to do this. 
And I go, what do you mean? And she goes, I, you know, I don't want to deal with that stuff. And I go, well, what did you come here for? I don't know. I said, did you want me to fluff up your aura? She says, yeah, could you? <laughs> and I said, uh, no, that's not what I do. I don't fluff up auras here. Uh, you know, this is... Uh, well, they know. could come to me for that. Okay, so I, I'll send her to, when next time you can fluff up their aura. But meanwhile, I'm going to take her into her depths of her darkness and clean that out and bring the light in there so that we can look at what is it, because the stuff that's inside of us is what drives us, what prevents us from uh, uh, feeling fulfilled and prevents us from living fulfilled lives and being the goddesses of wisdom or the gods of love. And that's exactly what needs to be done. We need to look into the shadow. We need to look into this dark place. Well, and you know, and this is something that is pretty incredible because I think as a woman, I think, you know, for me, I've been in that dark place more times than I like to remember. So I absolutely understand what the, what Dr. David Eigen is talking about. Women, the goddesses of wisdom. When we come back, there's a chapter in the book, which is actually my favorite chapter, and we're going to talk about it. Um, Dr. David calls it feminine courage. Feminine courage. What does that actually mean for women? How is it different from men? And how does it show up in relationships? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. And my very special guest, Dr. David Eigen. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Athletes, diabetics, moms, let me tell you about a new high-tech energy gel called Chocolate Number no. 9. Chocolate Number no. 9 is made with only organic agave and the finest dark roast Belgian cocos. Number 9 contains no refined sugar. Number 9 is a certified low glycemic index item, and best of all, Chocolate Number no. 9 simply tastes great. Find out more at chocolatenumber9.com or call 866-999-1909. That's 866-999-1909. Are you tired of being overweight and nothing you try can get you to lose the weight and keep it off? What if there was a way to lose the weight that didn't involve dieting, buying other people's food, counting points, or having risky surgery? I'm Cheryl Manchester from Positive Changes Hypnosis to share some successes from people just like you. Janine Crosby lost 89 pounds in 10 months. Brenda Eckel lost 75 pounds and went from a size 22 to a size 8. She is completely free from her insulin for diabetes. Becky Miller lost 65 pounds and went from a size 18 to a 6. Bill Birdsong lost 105 pounds and a total of 14 inches off his waist. His pant size went from a 50 to a 36. Make a lasting change in your life. Call Positive Changes in Bellevue at 888 888- 311-7157 to schedule a free consultation. That number again is 888-311-7157. You heard about it last year. You even thought about entering, but didn't. Now, life is giving you a second chance, announcing your second chance to change from the inside out with Dr. Pat's 2010 Holistic Makeover. So get on board. Winners will embark on a journey to make powerful change with the help and support of an entire team of coaches. Want to be a winner? Fill out the survey and tell your inspired story and how you plan to pay it forward. Go to drpatsmakeover.com. That's drpatsmakeover.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. 
VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. What a great conversation with Dr. David Eigen. We're not uh, covering everything in his latest book, Women, the Goddesses of Wisdom, but we are certainly touching upon some of the, the key points, some of the things that go on in the minds of both men and women. Uh, Dr. David, thank you for joining us here on the show. Would you like to give out some information so folks know how to get a copy of the book? Sure. Um, uh, you can visit my website, David Eigen, E-I-G-E-N, Dot com, uh, and of course, it's available at any of the normal outlets. Um, it, it, some will have it on the shelves, some won't. Uh, you can order it from them. They all are capable of ordering it, uh, and of course, any of the internet uh, uh, sales uh, tools uh, are also available, like Amazon. Great. Thank you so much for joining us here today. I, I wanted to talk about, and believe me, I could have pulled any number of other topics to bring to the table today. Um, but I was really struck by the conversation about feminine courage and uh, in a lot of reasons. And, and, the, and even though you have a chapter about it, throughout the book, you kind of refer to it in different behaviors that you point out. But I wanted to talk about feminine courage because you don't just say courage. You say feminine courage. How is it different? I mean, are there different degrees or different types of courage that women have versus men? Well, it, different ways of expressing it. Like, remember earlier I mentioned about how men need to learn how to cry, but they need to learn how to cry as men, not as women. And so women need to express the courage not as men, but as women, which uh, may at times be similar, may not be similar. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the, the taking on of uh, the expression of, of your boundaries and your expression of how that works, coming from a goddess of wisdom, will look different uh, than, than necessarily from a, a male uh, expression of that. Uh, you know, uh, you, you, to be courageous, uh, you don't have to go pick a fight and win a fight, which is what men are taught, which, of course, is not healthy. But what you de- need to do is just to stand for yourself. Uh, and, in fact, uh, that, is, that is a really critical uh, factor. And, and when you stand for yourself, that has to be stand for yourself, your truth who you really are and who you, what you really want in life and the connection and, and the uh, this mutual service to each other and the love as opposed to I'm standing for myself and I want a bigger diamond, you know, like Kobe Bryant's uh, uh, wife. You know, that's not standing for yourself. That's, uh, that's bartering. And what I talk about is simply I want you to be the powerful being that you are that, that stands in her love and her wisdom and her vision and is able to express that in a way that's loving. And part of that is going to require you to be able to see your other, your opposite and to understand that they're coming from their own uh, restrictions that they've had applied on them and maybe guiding them into doing that by standing firm. And there's a great uh, story in the book, which we, we, we don't have time to read, called The Crescent Moon Bear, which talks about that and uh, the, the, the task that the woman had to perform get to this, and at the very end, she said, okay, all the tasks weren't really important. What they were were getting you to, to stand up for yourself and for what you really want, which is your love, as opposed to the way it's supposed to look. And that's what we get caught up in. And, uh, and you know, the, the, the expressions of anger um, are, are the things that, remember what an anger is, it's boundaries. Yes. So expressions of, of boundaries is part of your standing your truth. 
forgiveness is part of your courage and standing your truth. Um, many people hold in forever um, the 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 energy uh, of of who they are, and they they don't they what they wind up doing is not expressing, not forgiving, because that's what forgiveness is for. It's for giving up what you're holding within you. It doesn't make what they did wrong correct. It only means that I'm letting go of it so I can go on with my life. And often we get caught up in a, uh, uh, you know, a fierceness and a, a place within ourselves uh, trying to be tough. And that's a substitute for a passionate life. And it's not life at its best. It is a defense that uh, really once you, you've mastered it and you've gone past it, really it's, it's over and done and it costs a lot to keep and it really burns inside of you and occludes, uh, stops you from seeing what's really true out there, which is your love. And so we either go from I'm an innocent victim and I'm, I have no power, or we go into I'm never going to let another man tell me what to do, yada, da 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 And we never get to this point of I am fine within myself. I will direct my boundaries. I will uh, discuss with my partner what they need to do that works for me and what doesn't. Uh, work that out with them, negotiate whatever needs to be so we both mutually respect and serve each other and create a wonderful, uh, loving relationship in life from my courage. You know, when we take a look at what the challenges are right now, and I want to kind of, you know, fast forward to sort of the dynamics that, that are happening right now uh, in our society. And I'll, let's just stay right here in, you know, the United States, the society here. Um, I want to ask you, I mean, where are we in the continuum, so to speak, of figuring all this out? What do, what do we have to learn here, Dr. David? You know, what's on the top of your list? Uh, I think that the, the truthful communication um, to about who we are, and not just with each other, but with ourselves. Because remember, the books are about men communicating and knowing who they are with themselves first and with their inner feminine energy, woman doing the same with, with their inner masculine energy, and really getting clear about, the mo- like for me, the most important thing I want in a relationship is simply I want a loving, a deeply loving connection. Um, and I don't want to fight. I'm not interested in the, in the battle. I don't want the, any of that stuff. Uh, I just need someone that feel, connects with my soul, and I feel fulfilled from that. And that's it. And and we we get caught up in well she's got to do this and she's got to be able to do this or yada da 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 I don't care if she cooks cleans or whatever you know any of the things that you're supposed to have the models if, and for a woman if he brings takes out the garbage or does this who cares you know um, now now those all are things that can be uh, worked on and negotiated but those aren't the bottom line the bottom line is I need that deep connection. When we look at the deep connection in life and we take all of this and put this together, it's a very powerful, powerful story. And thank you for, you know, being able to articulate both, you know, women, the goddesses of wisdom and men, the gods of love. Thank you, Dr. David, for joining us here today on the show. What's your personal message? What do you want to leave our listeners with? I would like to say to everybody that, you know, the bottom line in everything is connection. It's relationship. And my hope for you is that you develop one with yourself, with your true self, not who you've been taught to be, and that you find someone else that you can communicate that with and express that with and have a wonderful, loving relationship that will, without question, change the world. And that's Thank my you. purpose, to change Thank the world. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Dr. David Eigen, the book is Women, the Goddesses of Wisdom. Certainly check it out on his website. Thank you all for 
tuning into the Dr. Pat Show. And as I've said before, for more information about us, go to our website, www.thedrpatshow.com, or simply take the shortcut, drpatlive.com, drpatlive.com. And until next time, remember that this is your time. This is the time to shine. Not yesterday, not tomorrow, but today. And know that you don't have to take the journey alone. We're right here with you, side by side, right here on the Dr. Pat Show. We'll see you next time. For listening to the Dr. Pat Show, radio to thrive by. To contact Dr. Pat, visit thedrpatshow.com. Tune in next Thursday for another dynamic.